0: Once I left your crazy ass, I took a therapy session I won't be richest with the wealth, I'll be the richest in blessings I said, you made a bet today, said I can't leave my bed today You tapped me on my chest today, wanna rear your head on a bed today Black dog, black dog, you be barking, barking I always saw your ass as a hindrance, that you saw me as a target bus wait, could this be true?
1: Podcast, everyone! Today I'm with a very special guest. He's on his first ever American U.S. tour. He's all the way from Australia. In the past year, he uh, he won a ton of awards with his debut album, and uh, he's honestly just he's just he's a breath of fresh air in the music industry right now. He's um, been on Anthony Fantano's YouTube channel. He recently got highlighted on Stephen Colbert, and now he's about to be highlighted on the The Nas Podcast. It's my pleasure to introduce Genesis Owusu.
0: Yo, yo, thank you so much for having me. It's Thanks for pleasure. being here.
1: So I was a... Uh, dude, you have a Wikipedia page now. You're you're twenty three, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm twenty three. That's fucking
1: yeah. nuts. So I, I'm twenty one, so we're we're roughly around the same age. Uh, so six, six. I was checking out your your Wikipedia page and they were oh, saying wow. that you were in like elementary school or something you got the nickname genesis but your your name's coffee? coffee yeah
0: my name is so i'm from ghana and we pronounce it like uh coffee mm. with like the accent um but then when i came to australia they didn't do that so it just like <laughs> turned into coffee like the drink
1: yeah um
0: and like i have an older brother of five years and his friends were like what's what's your little brother's name And he was saying coffee just because that's how they were saying it around. And they were like, no way his name's coffee. Like, no, there's (laughs) no way his name could be coffee. Um, And apparently they just kept badgering him like that. And the first name that came to his head was Genesis for some reason. I have no idea
1: why. Maybe Sega.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that kind of stuck. Damn, Genesis yeah.
1: So he just came home one day and started calling you Genesis. Also, how, how did that work?
0: <laughs> he didn't, but like, I guess uh, all of his friends were finally like, "Ah, the truth."
1: Oh, his name is
0: Genesis. <laughs> you know.
1: You, do you, wait, do you know about the artist named Coffee though, or Kofi?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. Damn. That's sick. Yeah. That's
1: sick. So, so how old were you when you moved to Australia?
0: I was uh, two and a half. I was very young.
1: So you basically were born and raised in Australia then?
0: Yeah, yeah. We've been back to Ghana (laughs) a few times. Um, But yeah, yeah, definitely raised in in Canberra, Australia.
1: And uh, why did your family move to Australia?
0: Uh, Just to give me and my brother like a wider scope of opportunity, especially in regards to like education and stuff like that. Right, um, and we, my my dad's sister already lived in Canberra, the city we moved to, so that just made things a bit easier.
1: Yeah, there we go. So, w- with that, isn't it, isn't Australia, is it even considered like a music hub at all?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, I I probably wouldn't say so. I think Australia's biggest like vibe for the last like few decades has been like rock and like surf rock punk like that kind of um that kind of area of music so yeah for hip-hop like no sir definitely not yeah. um so yeah that's been a journey in itself
1: yeah i was looking i don't know how real these numbers are but i was, I was looking online and it was something like there's only like four hundred thousand african american african-american africans in Australia, it's like a super small population. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's it's like it's a very white place.
1: Yeah. That, that's <laughs> Extremely you, white. That's why I got that surf genre, right? Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: <pretty much. laughs>
1: so so how I,
0: yeah, I, I started making music here and no one knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's craziness. But but um you you briefly touched on it in other interviews, but your your brother is also a hip hop artist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so he, I uh I only started making music because he like he he just put the pressure on. Like he yeah. he he's 5 years older than me. I, I'm pretty sure he started making music like 5 years before me, maybe a little earlier. Um I think he started rapping 5 years before me and started making music even prior to that. Um and he'd like hijacked our family's study um like our computer room and turned it into this little personal studio so it was like literally inescapable um so yeah it was it, it had to happen at some point
1: but with your with your family moving from Ghana and them trying to give you a, a better uh, life and childhood were they kind of I feel like when families immigrate somewhere else they expect their kids to be like a doctor or something where they kind mm. of like what the fuck are you doing trying to be a hip-hop artist
0: yeah no that was definitely a thing um that was definitely a thing but you know younger younger brother privileges thank god yeah um I think I think it was like the first time my brother got played on like the radio or something that like it was something like that or he the first time he was on like Australian tv I think that's when my parents are like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I can see now you can make a career off this. You can make money off this. They were still, like, pretty keen on me to um, at least get, like, a fallback. Like, so I went to university, studied journalism. Um, But, yeah, I, I think after seeing that, like, doorway open, they kind of understood it a bit
1: more. Do, do you use your uh, journalism degree for anything?
0: Um, no, not really. Just to know when other journalists are playing with me.
1: Hey, there we go. I know what a good
0: interview is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you could basically start your own podcast at that point. We have a, a leg up on everyone.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's on the cards, man. It's on the cards.
1: So did do you like understand the steps your brother took to get on Australian TV and radio if hip-hop wasn't even really a thing?
0: Yeah, oh, 100%. Um he he is like right now he um focuses on being like a audio engineer nice. and like producers for other people and stuff like that. Um and he he still makes his own music from time to time but very much on his own terms. But like when he was like doing it doing it, he was definitely like like a, a honestly like a godfather in Australian Uh, hip-hop and like Canberra hip-hop he kind of paved the way not only for me but for for a bunch of other um, hip-hop artists around where I am Um, yeah I genuinely would not be here uh, doing this or talking to you even if it wasn't for like the steps he paved
1: yeah I just think of like crocodiles and (laughs) <laughs> shit what I think of Australia not not hip-hop but so here we are riding Thank kangaroos you. and all that yeah <laughs> riding kangaroos and, and your brother's name is it's Citizen K right yeah yeah shout out shout out to him mm-hmm. so h- how old are you when you released your when, when you released your first project
0: um so I think my first project was with him okay. um and it was uh we called ourselves the Answer Brothers because my my last name is Owusu Answer. Um, and I think that was when I would have been like 15. Wow. And when I was 15, I had this big beard. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so I was getting into all like the like little pubs and, and like dive bars around Canberra to like rap uh, at like 11 p.m. on a school night. And I thought I was living like this little double life and I had this massive beard, and I'd never get ID'd. And my brother was, like, 20, and he'd get ID'd right after me. Holy shit. Out, yeah, go and live this double life, rapping in these little, like, pubs, and then go to, going to school the next day just, like, super tired.
1: So you, you you could have, like, a huge beard right now if you wanted, like a Nipsey Hussle yeah. or Rick Ross type thing.
0: I actually only shaved it, like, maybe, like, last, like, six months ago. And before that, I hadn't shaved it, like, completely for, like, seven years prior
1: oh shit I th- yeah. i thought you were gonna be like doing the um you know a lot of people grew out their beards during the pandemic the the pandemic <laughs> yeah, facial I,
0: hair i went the complete opposite Dang. i'm like damn i need to make a change yeah get my shit together
1: so with that it, it seems like just from how you're talking about your brother so far it seems like he's been pretty supportive was there any like uh i don't for lack of a better word was there any like jealousy that you got onto this huge platform and he was, he's still kind of seen as up and coming.
0: No, nah, he uh, he's like, he's just that guy. He's just 100% supportive. Um, he's yeah. He's, he's, I don't honestly don't know how to describe it, but if you knew him, you'd know, you'd know what I'm talking about. Like, he's just kind of that guy. He just wants to push things forward, even if it's not with him, which kind of, Is exactly the role he's doing because he had all the opportunities to to do what i'm doing right now and he chose not to wow and now he prefers to be in the background like producing and and uh just being there for other artists mixing at like he's built his own studio strictly for that purpose and he started by like uh giving like Dirt cheap sessions to like artists around the city who couldn't afford it, just because he really just wanted to push things forward for for everyone. So yeah, no, he's he's actually he's just that guy. No jealousy
1: there. Sounds like we should we should have him on the podcast. Help spot. Yeah, him. get him on. That's that's dope. So with that, you you were talking about you went to like bars and stuff to 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 rap. Does that mean you were part of what, what is the name of your uh, city you grew up? You said Canberra or something. Canberra. Canberra. So yeah. with that, were you were you par- were you like actively like part of that music scene there and if you were were you kind of like a like a black sheep no no pun intended there
0: (laughs) um i think this like the scene there was super like it was very small and foundational at the time
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and i think i was already figuring out like who i was as a musician and i think over there that's respected a lot faster than it is um, in a lot of other places. Like I feel like um, in a lot of the bigger cities like Sydney and Melbourne, um, when it comes to Australia and the music scene over there, when I went over there, it was very easy to see like trends and like people fall into uh, like movements and stuff like that, which was, uh, which was cool. Like it had its own ups and downs. Um, but since Canberra, like people don't even know, like what Canberra is, since it was so small, the kind of individualism and like the fact that someone was bringing their own uniqueness to the fold, I think that was what was really, uh, respected. Right. So like I was coming in at 15 and people were just like very happy to have me and and super supportive and they have been to this day.
1: So you've really helped put your, your city on the map then, it seems like.
0: Yeah, trying my best, man. man trying my best.
1: Hell yeah. So how far is you, um, Canberra? I'm just going to fucking butcher it on. <laughs> Canberra. But, uh, how far away is that from like Sydney and the the bigger cities in Australia?
0: So Canberra, C-A-N-B-E-A-R. It's like Canberra. But Canberra. says it Canberra. Um, it's a three-hour drive from Sydney.
1: Oh, shit. So you're like... Okay, that's. Is it like a small city then, or a small town? Like, how would you describe? Uh, describe it's like
0: it? we Canberra literally uh, was was built because Sydney and Melbourne were were like about to go to goddamn war about who was going to be the capital city. Yeah, and Canberra was just like these farmlands in between. So the government's just like, fuck it, like we're just going to build a little town here, and this is going to be the capital. So you guys can like just shut up. Um, so, so that's how it happened. And Canberra has like, like 400,000 people or 500,000
1: people in it or something like that. So how many, how many black people are specifically in your city?
0: I could probably count them on my two hands, to be honest. Well, I could, <laughs> <laughs> I could growing up, there's been more like since, since I've like grown up, but growing up, all I could see was like me and my brother, honestly. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like we went to a school um of like two thousand people and uh Kojo, my brother, uh was five years older than me, so he went to high school first. Yeah. his high school had two thousand people, he was the only black kid.
1: Wow. Yeah. So how does it feel to be a black guy and Ghanaian and have an Australian accent?
0: <clears throat> it's like um it's uh, being part of the diaspora feels like being like in a in a culture of itself. You know, it's like uh, it's like I get the fusion of I get the 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 essence of both sides, but it's uh, a, it's like being caught in limbo almost. Yeah. Um, when I'm in Australia, they're like, "Where are you from?" Oh. Like in Ghana, they're like, "Where are you from?" But it's like at the same time, yeah, it has its ups and downs. But I I do call both places home. Um, but yeah, being part of the diaspora is 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 definitely like a culture in itself.
1: Yeah, that sounds. It's like it's like when um people are so excited to hear like a British accent or just any type of foreign accent. So you probably get some people are probably excited to hear you talk.
0: But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People think like uh, I'm out here making. Mad money. <laughs> when I come to Ghana with the Australian accent, they're like, damn, ATMs everywhere. Damn. That's like a big thing in Ghana. Like oh, it was ages ago, They're Like you go to a Western country, they have money coming out the walls, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so you have a manager now and like a full team. Did you get that before? So your debut project's called Smiling with No Teeth, correct? Mm-hmm. So before did you have a full team before that project or how how did a team start aligning for you?
0: So the team started aligning when I met my manager. Um, and we officially started working together in 2017. Uh, that's when I, I, we started like an official, you know, business contract, but we started working together a year prior. mm mm-hmm because his uh his wife found me on instagram um and i was i was still in high school at the time yeah um and i was just like making stuff with my friends and like we're making clothes and just making music and taking cool photos and stuff and uh he commented he's like like what's your email address and i i sent him my my email address but at the time i was just so awful like checking emails like I had no interest (laughs) in emails like I I didn't realize that was like because I was still in high school I had no idea that was like the businessman's form of contact I thought email was like archaic it was like he still uses email so I missed a lot of his emails and then that same year I got to do the opening slot at this like major national festival called Groove in the Moo and it was sold out It was, but it was like I was the 11 a.m. slot, the slot that no one goes to. Mm -hmm. And I was just about to go on stage, and this is a sold out festival. Um, I turn around to go on stage, and him and his whole family are there with VIP uh, backstage passes. uh, And he puts his hand out. He's like, Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm the guy that's been emailing you. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, damn. Like, this is serious. Like, you really want to talk? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I do my 30 minute uh, thirty-minute set. He comes and watches only me, and then drives his whole family back to Sydney. That three three-hour drive, like just to see me at eleven a.m. And I was like, okay, this guy's serious.
1: Wow. Um,
0: and then yeah, we just develop from there. We develop a cool relationship. A year later, um, I I we we started an official business partnership together. Um, you know, full I have full creative control. Um, we we make sure the contracts are straight, um, and yeah, basically from 2017 up until 2019 or 2020, when we start making the album, the 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 team is is like me, him, and maybe like five other people. Right. We just <clears throat> we're just doing everything, kind of grinding. Um, but then yeah, the album's coming out, and COVID is still a huge thing, so we can't tour so we have to put much more emphasis into like international marketing and stuff like that so that's when we started building a, a bigger team around us um and yeah that's that's basically the story now we've got like a pretty solid team still building it mm-hmm. but for the, the first few years it was like
1: me and like five other people just kind of doing it and did you did you release this independently uh, then or was it yeah did you get any it's deal? an
0: independent label um, so I, I have a, his, his name is Andrew Klippel and he owns the independent label called Ourness. Um, and we did like a, yeah, we're, we're in a business partnership. Right. Um, and yeah, this is an independent release.
1: Hell yeah. That's super dope. So, um, for me, I, I live in Seattle and I'm part of the Seattle music scene and, um, it's hard enough being in a city that isn't really known. For music except you think of like maybe like Nirvana or Sig- or, or McLemore but you don't really think of Seattle as like a huge music hub so mm. I'm taking that into con- consideration and then I think of a whole fucking country, Australia <laughs> that definitely isn't considered it's a country right, I'm so bad it's not a fucking, okay <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a country <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so, so, so so with that I, I'm thinking of a city and then You're in a fucking country that isn't known for music. How Mm -hmm. how did you, how were you able to make it such a successful project? Is it just from having like a good marketing plan and a good budget, or how? What are there any steps that you could recommend to other people in other cities or other countries? Or,
0: well, yeah, I will say, immediately, like the internet has been like the great leveler of everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's kind of, uh, done its part to somewhat extinguish like geographical borders in, in regards to like discovering people and stuff like that. Right. Um, but it was this wild mix of like luck, um, kind of ingenuity, just believing in the vision. Um, lots of grinding and, uh, you know, putting in our own money at, like, every step, huge, like, personal investments. Um, yeah, it was really weird, Try especially, like, trying to make the music that I'm making anywhere feels like it would be kind of a challenge to get somewhere with it, but, like, let alone in Australia, right. like, I feel like the type of music I've made has, I've never seen it be validated there mm-hmm. on, like, any super significant level so going into this doing that we just had to trust that this was the right thing to do even if it never made it made it in australia like we'll just get we'll just get out we'll just go somewhere else and and do it there and see see what works and like i said we started i started my business deal in 2017 and uh we've just been grinding but i was <clears throat> sorry i was at those that pubs at, at, at age 14 yeah in, in 20 2014 2015 so i've been doing this for a little while now and um i don't know it's it's really just been grinding believing in the vision
1: that's about 10 um, years that's fucking nuts yeah yeah, yeah.
0: it's 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 I don't yeah I don't really know what what advice I have for people like definitely get a get a strong team
1: yeah
0: and a team that believes in the vision um, like me and my manager we're still on the point where we haven't seen much profit from this we're still totally in just like investment mode and just putting everything straight back into the project just because we believe in it and we believe that this is going to go somewhere Um and yeah my my manager came to me because he saw the vision too and just believed in it everyone on the team came out of passion um and yeah really thinks this is going to go somewhere so i'm so blessed to have a team that just believes in me and believes in the music and that's a huge asset too
1: yeah hell yeah so so with that have you uh since creating music, have you ever had like a, a job or have you focused solely on music or what's that been like for you?
0: I had a job, <clears throat> I had a job for about two months in, uh, in year 12, I would say, flipping burgers. Um, and I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't for me. And I just kept going with music. Kind of full time. Dang, I was like, we have this, we have this national broadcaster called Triple J.
1: Yeah, 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 Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. And I had like got into the the finals, I guess, for this um, unearthed high competition where they uh, listen to all the high school kids' music and then like pick the best ones and play it all over the national radio. Mm -hmm. And I got picked for that, which opened the doors for me, at least in Australia, uh, quite early so i felt like i had somewhere to go um straight after high school so i kind of just pursued that straight away and i
1: kind of just gave it my all from the jump so so you were able to like hit milestones that made you feel like you're headed in the right direction yeah exactly got it yeah for people who don't know triple j is kind of similar to like kxp here in seattle or like an npr type deal yeah like the tiny desks type stuff yeah that's that's really dope um so yeah man you you're you're about you're on your first ever tour. Is this your first tour ever or just in first tour in the US. In the US. Yeah. How many I'm,
0: does... I'm a seasoned uh tourer. Hell yeah. I've, I've been doing this. But yeah, first tour in the US, which is like
1: How does yeah, how does that feel? <laughs> is it is it nerve-wracking Are you excited or
0: everything? All of the above. Like it's uh it's insane that I'm here right now. I'm in I'm in LA right now, just in the hotel. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's it's insane that I'm here from Canberra, a place that like no one even <laughs> knows exists. Um, just off making like weirdo music. It's it's been a wild ride. I'm super excited to to get it started and just like see see what's going on around around the country.
1: Hell yeah! So, this is is this your first time in the U.S. or? To, I've been to I've been to
0: LA before to make music but never I've never played any shows before nice. and and only in LA so uh, yeah I haven't been around the other all the other ends of the country
1: And how long is uh how long's the flight to LA from Australia
0: It was like 14 hours I think
1: Holy shit you must feel jet lagged as fuck <laughs> yeah, I've
0: been <laughs> moving around like a zombie man Groggies, uh
1: Damn so how many how many tour dates do you have
0: I think we have 16 shows and we're here for about five weeks.
1: You're about to build some you're about to build up hella connections here then, huh? Yeah.
0: That's the plan.
1: That's dope. So besides, of course, the tour part, is there anything specifically you're excited about certain people to meet? Are you gonna be in any studios?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I think we're just <clears throat> taking everything as it comes. We've lined up a few interviews, obviously, and and some performances outside of the tour. Um, but like I'm just keen to meet people in general not even like music people just like see America just like get the culture of all these like and all the little subcultures from the different states and stuff like that I'm just keen to live some new life for the first time in the last like two years thanks to COVID yeah um yeah it's a blessing to be here what are I'm your keen to experience at all
1: what are your like your first impressions so far of uh being in LA
0: it's been really quiet, actually. Really, it's been really quiet. I'm 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 out here in uh, Burbank right now. Um, I kind of expected it to be like super hectic, yeah. Like very, very, uh, very crazy. But it's been pretty quiet actually. So I'm keen to to get around and and see what the vibe really is.
1: Hell yeah! Are you uh, Are you big into? Cl- oh yeah! You have a fucking fat. Let's talk about your fashion line real quick. Yeah, so, sure. It's it's I'm. Is it just per? It's pur? It's p u r. Is it pronounced pur? How do you pronounce it?
0: so we were pronouncing it like pure
1: pure okay
0: um and uh that's how me and uh me and my friends met i have i have this uh group of people that i call the goons who (laughs) who come on stage with me and like um the i feel like the, the 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 live show is like some sort of like quasi theater play
1: yeah and
0: in that aspect there would be like hype men slash dancer slash backing vocalist slash Actor. Yeah. <laughs> the goons. So yes. we just call them the goons to make it easier for everyone. Um, and uh, we we all met just because we started, we we wanted to make clothes and we just started making them together. But we were all also doing other creative mediums. So I was making music, we added like a DJ and a producer, we had a photographer, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So when we were making the clothes, you know, at the other point my photographer would need a model for his photos and I would need beats for my music. And, uh, you know, it, we all just kind of helped each other in our own little facets as we were doing the music, as we were doing the the fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, as we were doing all that, the Genesis Owusu project kind of started building and building and we all turned our focuses to that. Um, so we, instead of like trying to create clothes for the public we just started making like the tour uniforms and stuff like that wow and everyone focused like all their attention into the genesis of Uzu project and yeah that's why they're still with me to this day like we we started that in like
1: 2014 oh wow um,
0: yeah and now they're, they're still here here with me to this day i get to bring all my friends around the world with me um yeah it's beautiful
1: well you're probably gonna get some inspiration from uh la for sure there's a lot of streetwear fashion's huge in that yeah. city. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do you have a do you have a um specific city you're more excited to visit more than others besides LA like to tour? <laughs>
0: um nah, I'm just keen to get around to be honest. Like yeah. I'm just keen to see it all um and experience it all. Um, yeah, just just the fact that I'm I've already said it, but just the fact that I'm here yeah. in the country from Canberra <laughs> like if you're from Canberra or anywhere like like Canberra where you say the name of the place and what what did you say like Canapia can or something
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know
0: <laughs> if you're somewhere and they like get that reaction from where you're from and then you get to be in LA and all these other crazy places from your like weirdo music yeah like that's that's the prize in itself
1: in in Seattle, like for sure, not everyone says it because it sounds a little fucking corny, but it's like some people call Seattle C-town, Sea Town, S E A Town. So maybe we should just call your fucking city Sea Town as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, we got that connection. There we E-time go. Connection. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: excited for you to to come see. Um, I almost said you come see L A, come see <laughs> Seattle. You're you're gonna be here in a couple of weeks. Um, do you know do you know where you're performing in Seattle?
0: Um. Numos, I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, that right.
1: Yeah, Numos, that's a dope place to perform.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at.
1: Wait, so do you have a for your tour? Do you have people that you brought on tour with you to open, or how is that working for you?
0: Um, we've got uh, different supporting acts uh, around the country. Oh, I mean, yeah,
1: I have to look into who's coming to Seattle with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, I, I definitely know, but I can't remember like who is where.
1: That's super exciting, though. Well, yeah. excited to hopefully meet you in person in Seattle. Um, congrats on all all your success and your continued success. And Thank you. Um, I end the podcast usually by asking if you have any final advice or words for the audience and fans.
0: Um, stay true to yourself. Obviously, very very cliche. I think, especially to to artists or anyone that's like just trying to strive for something slightly out of the norm. My actual piece of advice outside of the cliches is always to know what your definition of success is um, and stick to that. Um, you know, if you're making music because you want to have fun and you like end up with a Grammy, but you're not having fun anymore, you know, maybe that's not really success. Yeah. You know, but if you wanted to have the Grammy from the jump and you got the Grammy, congratulations to you. And uh yeah, it, it goes into staying true to yourself, just not letting other people's perceptions of success warp your own. Because if you're especially if you're in the arts, it's usually something you you're doing to fulfill, you know, yourself internally. Um, so yeah, just know what your perceptions of success are, uh stay true to them, stay true to yourself and Hopefully you'll prosper.
1: For sure. And uh what is the easiest way for people to reach you?
0: Uh probably like my Instagram at Genesis Awusu or, you know, other Twitters all at Genesis Awusu.
1: Hell yeah. And uh do you have, are there any songs you're gonna be dropping on tour? Anything else you want to promote besides just this fucking dope ass tour?
0: Um, I mean I've got songs in the vault, but like we might just drop them spare of the moment. That's that's Ooh. uh that's the, the pros of being independent. But yeah, we'll all have to wait and see. We're all on the roller coaster together.
1: Hell yeah. Well, this has been the NAS podcast with... Genesis Owusu. And we did it.